Welcome to the Compiled Podcast. This is a show where two programmers talk about anything and everything. My name is Nick Wu, and will be the host of this podcast. In each episode, we'll have a topic, and the goal of the episode is to sh- compile the topic down to a, to a list of essential points for our listeners. Each guest will have their own list to compile, so then we don't always have to agree on everything. This week, we are joined by S. Uh, as hinted in the last episode, we're joined by uh, John. Uh, John, why don't you give us uh, a little bit of intro of yourself? Hi, uh, I'm John.、Um, I just、uh, graduated as well、uh, in the same year as Nick and Brendan, who were on the previous episode.、Um, I'm going to be、uh, interning at Amazon in the fall and figuring out what I want to do post grad. Oh, cool! I didn't know about the Amazon stuff.、Uh, I guess we'll talk about that、uh, in a bit. And yeah, so I think you just got back from、uh, from Washington, right?、Uh, just that's right. Yeah how how was the how was Washington? <laughs> It's a really great city. I really liked all the people I was working with.、Um, it was a good experience、uh, interning up there.、Uh, so I'm going one internship right into another, sort of、um, as a way to explore, you know, what I want to do post grad. Trying to not jump into anything too quick. Yeah.、Um, so、uh, that's you know where I'm at. Yeah, that's that's very nice. I mean,、um, it's it's very nice to to explore all the、uh, possible companies around you can work with. It doesn't really, well, we we don't really get that in the UK.、Uh, first of all, there aren't many technical companies around here, so not many、uh, positions, and also. Uh, it's harder for for me、uh, to switch between jobs,、uh, personally. Yeah. So so yeah.、Uh, I mean, but that's very nice.、Um, do you do you know what part of Amazon you're gonna be working?、Uh, is it okay for you to say though?、Uh, I'm not quite sure.、Uh, I have no idea.、Um, I haven't had onboarding or anything. I know I'm in AWS. Ah, okay.、Um, which is exciting because、um, I don't. I think this might have been one of your like quick fire questions, but. I'm kind of interested in the cloud generally, so、cool. I'm excited、cool. to maybe explore that a bit more. Yeah, and also、uh, an interesting fact: all of the、um, the empty free files of the podcast is hosted on AWS right now, and I'm in the process of setting up the the podcast at the post as a podcast on Google Play, and、um, it,、nice. yeah, it's be it's under review now, and hopefully it should be out.、Uh, it will be you know. Uh, officially published when we when we upload this this podcast and yeah yeah I don't I don't know how much you talked about yourself in the last episode I didn't get around to、uh, listening to it but I'll just ask how was the end of your、uh, undergraduate life how was your last oh yeah two semesters nice I I didn't talk about this、uh, at all、um, I did a I did a pilot episode、uh, if you haven't uh, uh, listened to that、uh, go check out.、Um, But、uh, it's mostly about in that episode. I talked mostly about why I'm starting the podcast, and、uh, not so much about myself. Uh, so um, yeah. So to answer the question, I've just graduated as you, and so most of the summer I've been doing nothing, just、uh, just chilling. And I'm starting my my new job in September.、Uh, in two weeks,、uh, I started as a software engineer、uh, at Google. So. Um, yeah.、Uh, I guess、um, my summer isn't as、uh, eventful as yours or Brendan's. So, 
uh, yeah, that's <laughs> well. I did come up with this idea to do the podcast, so uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, <laughs> lot. Have you been continuing with your blog? I don't know if you've uh, yeah, uh, that at yeah. All that's a good point to raise. Uh, I have cooled down a, a little bit for the uh with the blog. Uh, partly because I haven't had um I haven't had that much technical material to write about. Um, and secondly, I've been putting a lot of time in and effort into uh into this uh podcast, and also I've got another side project I'm working on right now, um, that is due this Friday. So uh, a, oh, wow. a lot of stuff has been uh a lot of the time has been putting up on that, and um yeah it's it yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be easier for me to stick to a to a schedule after Friday. Because that that's the day we will have to deliver, so and we're not ready yet. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was actually writing script this morning for that. Um, cool. Uh, so we have our speed run, which we did with Brandon last week, and I've exclu- I've changed the questions a little bit uh to make it a bit more inclusive, and um there are six questions as last time. I'm just going to fire them off to you. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, so let's go. Question one. Uh, what's your favorite programming language? I don't know if I have a favorite, but the one I use the most is Java. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been good for both. I haven't done many side projects actually in Java. I mainly use Java in my work, and I think I mostly do my side projects in some type of Node.js or TypeScript, something JavaScript based. Okay. Cool. Uh, so yeah, in 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 the uh speed run history, um, Java has been three for three, uh, for this <laughs> question. So so cool. Uh, so let's move on to least favorite uh programming language. Probably a stereotypical choice, but probably PHP. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess yeah. You you're more. I think you're more into um web programming than me and Brendan. I mean, you have you've yeah, done more. I have a bit of a background with web. Yeah, you've done more more jobs. Uh, not jobs, more work. Uh, in that area as me. Uh, yeah. So, PHP. Um, any reason, or do you want to reiterate why? Uh, mostly, you know, PHP is hated. I mean, if the, anybody's using PHP, listening to this, like we, I have no bone with PHP. So, uh, <laughs> don't hate me. Just saying. Uh, uh, the syntax is really ugly, and even though it's C-like, there's a lot of little things in there that are really ugly, and there's no consistency with the naming conventions. A lot of the times you'll see stuff where it's camel case. Oh yeah. And in other places it'll be underscore. Oh yeah. Um, it's so much of an amalgamation over the years of random things. It's not consistent. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. I remember when we were doing because I did I did some PHP when. When I'm in uh when I'm in NC uh UNC I did the um what's the one that KMP taught like intro to web programming uh yeah and that one's in the background uh the back uh the backend is in uh uh PHP and um yeah that's a horrible mo- uh, memory to to have to remember uh <laughs> cool um let's move on to favorite operating system so it's Windows OS uh a Mac OS or Linux or anything else. Yeah, recently I've been using macOS a lot, uh, and I really like it. Part of that, though, comes from the hardware that you get with macOS, uh-huh. but uh, in tandem, they're really good. Cool. Uh, 
And I remember you were using a Linux uh, system when when I was there. Yeah, right? I yeah. So my my personal computer, uh, it God, it came with Windows Ten. Okay. Um, and I just I I really gotten sick of Windows. It's a bit of a pain for developing on mm-hmm. unless you're doing something Microsoft based. Yeah. So I tried switching over to Linux, but then I started getting a lot of issues with um, having my computer dual booted just because it's getting old. So I've, I've actually switched back to Windows for my personal computer. Oh, okay. Um, but I'll kind of end up, I think, talking about this a bit more later. But I haven't been working as much on personal projects. So I've been spending recently for the last, you know, four months or so, a lot of times with my work computer on Mac OS. Um, okay. And I've kind of really fallen in love with that. Yeah, because I think we had this, I don't know if you remember this, we had this conversation one day um Oh, Brendan wasn't there. It was it was me trying to convince you that Mac OS is better than Linux, and um, and then yeah, I'm still not convinced <laughs> Mac OS is better than Linux. But the uh, hardware you get with an Apple computer, which Mac OS normally runs on top mm-hmm. of, is just incredible. So yeah, it's a little hard to fight. Yeah, move on to oh shoot, actually, just realizing I'm looking at the wrong. Uh, speedrun questions. Oh, okay. These are these are the same ones. <laughs> you got okay. the old ones. Uh, so favorite text editor slash IDE. Hmm. So when I'm doing web development, I use a lot of Sublime. Okay. Um, for more integrated development, I really like IntelliJ, mm-hmm. which I've been using recently. Cool. And of course, you know, historically, I got to give a shout out to Eclipse. Eclipse is <laughs> used to be my bread and butter. It, I still use it sometimes, but. Yeah. IntelliJ is really nice if you can afford it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think um, in terms of doing Java, uh, either IntelliJ, I mean, Eclipse is, has more, I think Eclipse has a fairly big um, user group because it's mostly free. And, mm-hmm. and for IntelliJ, you need a license. And um, unless you work mm-hmm. with an institution or some sort of university, uh, you have to pay for that yourself, which is, I think, why uh, not ma- not as many people are using it. Uh, cool. So that's all of the uh, technical speedruns. I'm going to some non-technical ones. Uh, this one might be a fading shot. Uh, favorite TV show? Hmm. I don't know how how much know. TV you watch. That's the <laughs> favorite show yeah. in general, like just uh, internet shows or you know, like Netflix, HBO, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really have an immediate thought on that one. I haven't been watching as much recently. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, I really liked BoJack Horseman. That's a Netflix original. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, that's maybe the first one that comes to mind. Right. Uh, recently. What was that one about? I, I don't have an... Uh, I actually don't have a Netflix account to this day. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's an animated comedy. It's got a bit darker humor um, oh okay <laughs> it's i enjoy it okay all right um i don't quite associate you with dark humor but all right <laughs> i'll take <laughs> i'll take that uh, cool uh final question what is your uh gym job um that's a good question i don't really know yet i think that's why i've tried to explore more internships definitely something software engineering mm-hmm. um but I do think the specifics of that matter to me. That's something I figured out. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so that's sort of what I'm exploring. I think 
probably something cloud related, uh-huh. something lower level rather than I have a background in web that um, I'm kind of moving away from. Uh, okay. That's sort of where I'm at right now. Yeah, uh, we've actually, I'm in a bit of a similar situation where I'm, I'm in, I've done a, f- um, a fair bit of web development and right at the moment it doesn't seem as appealing to me anymore as it did like five years ago so um so i'm slowly switching out to other stuff uh which i haven't quite figured out yet i like you uh yeah uh i mean um what part of cloud typically are you like most interested are you typically interested in you know in terms of infrastructure or is it more like um how do I how do I um, structure my application uh, to fit into a cloud uh, architecture kind of way? Yeah, the um, the scalability problems mm-hmm. are kind of interesting to me. Um, and you know, we we had a, a class together about distributed systems. Yeah. And some of those problems where they're bigger architectural uh, problems are interesting to me, yeah. rather than more algorithmic problems. I'm not as big into the algorithms as I am into the system stuff, uh-huh. where of course you still have some algorithms yeah. that come in, but designing big systems um, that are scalable and, you know, inherent in having a scalable uh, project means it's a big impactful project that has a lot of users, so there's a little bit of a bias there to just, you know, cloud projects tend to be cool projects that have lots of users. Yeah. Um, but I think there's also a lot of really interesting technical problems there with the architecture of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, absolutely. Um, I don't see. Um, I mean, the the state of the state of the um the industry is. I I think cloud is in a a very steady um uh, pace of moving forward. I mean, there's not as much of an explosion as it did when it's when it first came out. But Definitely. but still, a fair sheer amount of um, uh, time and effort is put in uh, to. I mean, like even as a uh, independent developer, sometimes I do, um, sometimes I do some like just random personal project, and then you have to think about how to deploy it, and then you might want to rent one of these uh, cloud uh, cloud solutions, either AWS or yeah. uh, or the uh, the Google. Cloud, uh, what's it called? Google Cloud Engine, or uh, something like. That. I actually really know about this. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like a very interesting uh, area to to work on and to explore further. Yeah. So, so yeah. And you're right that the big explosion of the cloud is kind of over with the core architecture, but there are all the things on sort of the fringes that still need to get built mm-hmm. out. Um, and then there's also moving to even more like abstracted away uh, abstracting away the hardware um, with whether it's serverless with lambda or um, uh, I don't know if you saw just recently AWS announced their database their um, uh, NoSQL database oh. um, just launched a, like a serverless architecture yeah. I don't know the details of that but there's still plenty of progress to mm-hmm. be made yeah definitely I have been Attempted to try out some of the um, serverless architecture stuff. Uh, I've had, uh, I've read a few interesting articles, but I haven't had time to 
really sit down and plan out a project to explore it. But I might do it, and that might make it into the book. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think that's a pretty well said uh, answer. So, um, cool. Let's move on to our main topic. Uh, first, we have uh, this is a nice follow up on uh, what we talked about last time with Brennan. Uh, it's still kind of related to side projects, but the topic we want to talk about today is when do you when should you quit a project? Um, so going in with this, when I first read the brief, uh, I had no idea what to talk about. Uh, personally, all have all I have done uh, is um, not actively quit a project, but rather put it on hold and effectively just let it die uh, in time. So uh, I think, John, you have some um, very interesting take on how or what sort of mentality that goes into uh, goes into the project and at what point you want to say, okay, it's not going to, it's not worth it. Let me just uh, stop, uh, uh, just quit the project. Uh, so cool. Um, I think you mentioned something about a sunk cost fallacy. Can you just tell us what that is? Yeah, so, well, actually, first, I, I kind of want to go back and just reference what you said, where you sort of put a project on hold and then just never get back yeah. around to it. And I'm curious if you've thought about this at all, about if there's anything specifically that, you know, bars you from going back to it beyond just loss of interest, which is something in and of itself. Yeah. Um, uh, like one of the, I don't know if you've thought about this mm -hmm. really. Uh, yeah, I, I have actually. Uh, and this is uh, partly talked about in the last week's episode. Um, so in, in terms of me putting a project on hold and um, well, the first, I will put it on hold in the first place because one, I'm, I just lost, uh, lost interest as you said. And secondly, uh, which actually I think is a bit more uh, frequent, is um, you know we get I get stuck into a technical problem which I don't know if it's solvable or not, and it might be. So like you, I don't know if you've had this before. Like you can be into um, a uh, um, a random personal project, and then you got into a point where you're like, oh, this library that's critical to the system is actually not working. And I don't know if there is a replacement library out there, and so then I'm not. And then your your mind goes in like, oh, but then I can't really even I can't really fix this thing because I didn't write the library, so I don't quite know the inner workings. So like you get into this tricky mindset where be like, oh, it's going to a point when it's like hard to move a uh, hard to move on, and also as you said, like some of the uh ment like mental stuff kicks in, and then. What I did was I'll put it on hold, and hopefully someday a a new library will show up and, and help me out, or like a, a, like some sort yeah. of new approach will will emerge in my in my life and uh, show me the way. Uh, that's usually what happens with me. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, a lot of the bigger side projects I've worked on um, have been more simple web projects mm -hmm. where they haven't depended as much on sort of complex uh, dependencies. We actually haven't run into that as much personally, so that's interesting to hear. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You kind of come up against a 
a big impediment. And you sort of say, going back to the, um, you know, we were going to talk about the sunk cost fallacy, um, where you you put in time to this project and you hit some sort of barrier um, in this case, and you just keep working on it, and you know it's maybe not worth the amount of effort it's going to take to mm-hmm. you know be able to re- essentially rebuild some sort of complex dependency yeah. uh, for your project. So you're you're better off just kind of letting the sunk cost of what you've done yeah. so far just kind of fallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I think that's that about that. That just about describes what uh what my mentality was uh when that happens. I mean the the uh, sunk cost uh mm-hmm. roughly just describes it. Uh, so I've got an interesting question to you um regarding this. Um, do you know uh I don't know what the technical terms are. There was this thing in uh psychology that says like once you've once you've invested something in. Uh, once you've invested yourself, your time and effort into something, it's harder for you to uh, to admit that it's not working, or it's harder for you to admit you should let go of it. I don't. I I think it's a psychology thing. I don't remember the technical term, but um, so like when this happens, as you said, um, if if we go along with the uh, sunk cost fallacy, then what should happen is at some point you're going to be thinking that okay at this point in the time that's the time required uh for me to put in extra to make this go along it's not worth you know it's like it doesn't it doesn't like it's not worth going forward so then might as well just let the uh sink and um but another side like another part of me was like oh i've all i've already put in this much effort Maybe if I work a bit more, that would break through. So how do you how do you feel about these two different uh these two different trains of thought? Yeah, for me, when I think about side projects, something I've been trying to do more recently is think about like, well, just because side projects a lot of the times aren't going to be some big huge uh like monetary success. Yeah. Or um, necessarily even I don't know like big impactful things. They're more about developing yourself and developing your skills. Mm-hmm. So when I think about whether it's worth quitting on a project, a lot of the times I think about like how much have I gotten out of the project, and if I continue, you know, essentially sinking time into it, how much more am I going to learn out of it? And especially when you're trying to solve like a hard problem like that um is the cost of solving the problem uh worth the amount of time you're gonna have to put into it yeah right because solving some big complex problem um you know one if you're like you say uh sort of dedicated to maybe motivate yourself to continue working on it because you've already spent a bunch of time building up to it um maybe you'll motivate yourself to work through some really uh, difficult problem that you uh, wouldn't want to, you know, maybe delve into someone else's library yeah. and figure out on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, maybe just delving into the library, it's going to be, you know, so many times it seems like it's some dumb dependency thing where there's some, I don't know, like, uh, 
they depend on some other library that then yeah. is out of date. And you start, it's, it's yeah, break, you start. Right? And so you just go down this rabbit hole of, yeah, exactly. of worthless fixes, right? So it's, it's trading off, you know, mm-hmm. is, is going in and debugging this and fixing it going to be valuable to me? Uh, and is the project going to continue to inform and improve me as a developer? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is it worth just letting it sink? Yeah, I think that's a very very valuable uh point that you like when you are in this cross uh in this cross point you do need to reevaluate how much you are going to how much you are going to get out of it uh you know if you do crack it assuming you do crack it and how much time um like you have to sort of balance you know the ins and outs and and uh make a decision uh that way um Another question that I've always felt is I I've always felt um how what's the word I've always felt a bit ashamed trying to like admitting or or uh stating that you know this is a death thing to me I'm not uh I'm not going to bother with it but in like in the side of me um beh- like the other side of me was like oh you know you know this 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 sucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and I wonder, I wonder when there's not as clean of a cut when you say, okay, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this project on the side burner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, if there, is, when there isn't as clean of a cut there, if maybe it's harder to start new projects in the future because you're like, ah, oh, I should really just go back to that old one that's on the side yeah. burner, even though like deep down you know it's maybe not worth mm-hmm. your time going back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, I'm not sure I've um, really, like, so I've been thinking a lot about this, like, when to quit on a project thing, because uh, I've been fortunate enough to do a bit of freelance work over the years, and it's been on one of the projects about four or five years that I've been working on it, uh-huh. and I'm still, you know, I still get pings from the the um, the small business owner that yeah. I was working with yeah. about, you know, coming in and like, hey, can you... Uh, you know, I really like this feature, or um, you know, I, I need someone to come in and help with this. Yeah, I think uh, that's a. So at what point? Yeah, that's a typical freelance um, trajectory in terms of project yeah. moving forward. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So you, well, you, yeah, you just sort of end up getting like stuck in the project, and you don't have that clean cut where you can then, you know, once you have the clean cut, you can start picking up new projects without the guilt of the old projects yeah. kind of looming over you. Yeah, I think there's um I don't know. For me it's um I don't think well there are there are projects where I'm just like um I know it's not going to it's not worth my time or it's not going to work well for whatever reason I know it's dead. Then I have no guilt. The ones I do have guilt for is um when I hit a brick or I hit a wall um, that I like, and I think it's it is crackable, but I don't know. Like at the moment, or even now, I still don't know um what to do with it. Or but like, you know, intuitively, you feel like this is like this isn't impossible. Right? This is there has to be a way. And if I like being in that situation and saying like admitting that there isn't actually a way and um you know you have to just let it go that to me is more brings more guilt than i know something 
that's definitely not beatable, right? Or it's definitely not crackable and then given up that way. Um, I don't know if you felt that way before. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I haven't, I think, had as much experience. Well, I think recently I haven't been as ambitious with some of my side projects. So recently I haven't experienced that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe about two years back, yeah, I can think of cases where, you know, you're working on a side project that's cool and exciting. And then the other thing is, well, this is, this is vaguely related, I guess. So I'm just thinking about some of the side projects that I've done in the past. And you think it's cool and exciting and you start just kind of jumping into it without doing research about what's out there. Oh, yeah. And some of my the experiences I've had is I started on a project and uh, not have pre-carved out sort of a path for myself yeah. um, or set specific enough goals. Mm-hmm. So then I just throughout my day, you know, we'll see, oh, well, there's this thing that does something kind of similar to it. And then there's this separate thing that also does something kind of similar to it. And even though those two things are uh maybe distinct and maybe there there could be a clear path for the project you kind of lose motivation because you're like well this part of it's kind of already done that part of it's already kind of done so there's not as much motivation when you don't have a more clear and well-defined path yeah. for what the project is definitely um yeah. and that can you know wear you down and maybe make you want to quit on a project too early yeah um uh, <laughs> right yeah. maybe that's not as good of a place uh, uh, to give up on mm-hmm. it's more you need to take a step back and reevaluate definitely um yeah i mean um one thing we we should have mentioned in last week's episode uh well i guess it's a little bit contradicting so last week when we talk about side projects a lot one of my points was um try to start now like trying to start as soon as you can but uh, in saying that, uh, now I realized that, um, as you just mentioned, like you need a, uh, you don't need a like a completely laid out path. But what you need to do is you need to research on, uh, on the stuff you are doing that make that to make sure that um one you are going to learn, or it, this is um this is a uh uh experience is going to be an experience for you. And secondly, it is viable um, to do the stuff that you want to do. Like you can come up with a great idea, but it's totally um um. Like in terms of technology, it's just not there yet. I used to have this friend, and we went to see a film, and he came up, him came back to me, and was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we have a glasses that turns every two D movie into three D?" So like, like part of me thinks, like at that point, part of me thinks, "Yeah, it's definitely cool." And the more logical part of me was like, yeah, if is that that's I don't know if that's possible, and if it is possible, it would have been developed by now, right? So, uh, so yeah, I I think um, yeah, definitely do your do your research or uh, do your homework early. It's it's uh it's helpful in that way. Uh, sorry, we, we kind of yeah. we kind of went off a little bit. Um, yeah. So I guess in terms of, um, do you have anything about like uh? to deal with like the guilt that you felt uh, after you quit on something. Because I, I think yeah. that, that was one of the things that stops people from quitting because they'll be like, oh, uh, this goes on like with any any sort of quitting as well. Like quitting a job, you'd be like, oh, am I going to be 
um, looked down by my peers, by my friends, I would be like, oh, why do you, why do you, why do you have to quit? Or like, is is it that bad of a job to you, or or something like that, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think with with sort of side projects, once let's say you're 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 lucky enough to have survived a lot of the things that we talked about last week with um, motivating yourself to continue on the project and getting it to launch mm-hmm. and let's say you've finally been able to launch the project and well now the project's sort of turning more into a job right because you have yeah. uh, customers or you have users mm-hmm. um and then you know it can be really hard to quit on the project because uh there's sort of uh maybe an expectation by the people you work with uh to help you know continue the project forward to get starting to actually sort of reach what you're aiming for. Right. Um, and so that's, you know, I, I think then you also need to weigh whether it's worth spending your time to um, continue on the project mm-hmm. uh, sort of maybe from two directions. Yeah. And this is similar to what we talked about before. One is, you know, how are you going to continue developing yourself by continuing working on the project? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, is... Uh, developing yourself, I guess, is really just broken down into two parts. That's developing yourself, mm-hmm. um, like technically, and developing yourself. Maybe I don't know, like financially, might be the way to put it. <laughs> you know, is, is there a potential for the project to be worth all the time you're putting into yeah. it? If you're not going to continue developing yourself technically, right? Does it have mm-hmm. like the room to scale? Yeah, exactly. And um, so I've sort of been thinking about this a bit because some of the side projects I've worked on. Um, they don't really have the room to scale to keep me on as like a full-time developer, right? So I've just been thinking about um, is this yeah, still I guess... worthwhile enough to develop me technically, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that I've been thinking about um, when it comes to sort of the guilt around uh, abandoning a project uh, can be kind of alleviated, I think, by just not abandoning it full out. It's not, it's like quitting a job where you have to, yeah, so I think when it comes to leaving a a side project, it's a lot like leaving a job, except the side project, they won't really have the resources to replace you, and I think part of what you have to do is acknowledge that you are replaceable, and that it's okay to move on from a project just like it is okay to move on from a job once your time there has run its course, Uh, but I do think there's a bit of a responsibility and you can help alleviate some of the guilt you have mm-hmm. from being personally invested in a project much more than you might be personally invested in a job mm-hmm. uh, by sort of staying at least tangentially connected to the project. You know, a lot of the times these projects you'll do with your friends, so staying connected with your friends that you worked on the project with. And then, you know, you're replaceable, but helping find your replacement and helping maybe get your replacement up to speed and um, just total, not not necessarily having as clean of a cut as you might have from a job. Right. I think are good ways to um, maintain a balance, you know, when quitting a project. Cool. Uh, I guess the point is, uh, if I've, if I've uh, listened to, to it correctly, is to, um, well, first let, you, let yourself know that um, 
you know, parting or, or leaving, leaving or quitting the project is ultimately going to uh, save you more time in terms of not wasting it into more more stuff that's not going to uh, that's not going to help you improve as a developer. And secondly, um, quitting doesn't doesn't mean like um, completely cutting off with the project. It's it's possible for you to either um, hand it off to someone you know or uh or just uh either hand it off or uh even better trying to help them get up on speed to take over uh the project so yeah so i guess that was the two points that you raised yeah yeah i did and i i think i agree yeah you basically summed it up really well okay cool yeah so we have talked a bit about like better ways or alternative way well okay that's not so we talked a lot about how you can develop yourself mm-hmm. or how you should think about how continuing the project can continue to help yeah. develop yourself. Yeah. Um, and so I was also thinking, and maybe you touched on this last, oh no, this was in your list of other points to talk about, yeah. but sort of related, I was, I was thinking a little bit about how there is also the trade-off of um, when you're developing yourself as an engineer, yeah. you're spending time that could be spent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. and uh, thinking about the trade-off also of not just thinking about side projects for developing yourself as a developer mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I've been calling it financially. I don't know if that's maybe the right way to put it, but, you know, if a project has a road to success, it might be worth spending time on it, even if you're um, sort of not maybe learning new skills at the moment. Yes. Yeah. There'll be new things to learn down the road. Yeah, I guess. But then there's also... yeah. It's, it all comes down to um, time management, isn't it? Just um, the time yeah. you're you're putting in, into the project. Um, it's it's good. It's it's definitely improving yourself, but at the same time, doing this other thing could also uh, improve you uh, as a developer. So uh, I think we have some of the examples down here, which are um, trying to uh, as trying to blog about it, like like what I did, and also I found this. Um, to be rather interesting, um, which is I did this with one of my projects when when it died, uh, and when it, when I decided it's it's not going to uh, succeed and it has to die, um, I wrote uh, a a post mortem just be like oh, um, I'm sorry this has this has to happen it's not going to continue, um, but uh, I listed all the reasons why it's not going to continue and then. Um, I think more importantly, you want to list off what you have learned already so far. So then, um, you know, this is this is not a complete waste of time. You've definitely gathered more uh, insight into how uh, how to be an uh, engineer or a developer uh, better than you when you started. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I think going back to, you described it as time management, which I think is a good way to describe it. Um, Thinking about, uh, you know, one of the reasons that I've quit on projects before is because I just didn't have time for them. You know, I had too much on my plate, whether it was, you know, work or school or relationships or um, just, you know, having fun with hobbies that aren't development, right? Um, You know, uh, having those other things will help you be a better developer by having sort of the soft skills, right? Yeah. and just having your sanity by not you know, <laughs> spending your whole day, you know, 
side project, right? And yeah. You might, you know, need to ramp down some side projects to keep yourself from burning out. Right? Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing to think yeah, about. Yeah, that's another thing. It's it's the the anxiety and the stress that can bring to you. I have I have had this problem um very badly when uh when something when a side project gets stuck or I get stuck into some sort of project. Um it's I like I get cranky and I get a bit cranky and I also okay. get um uh I don't see things as positive as they might be like you start to look you start to look for bad things on on like everything in your life and um that's something you do not want uh as a person and as a developer so I guess at that point you need to one of the things um that's that quitting a project does for you is it it definitely takes away some of that pressure and some of that uh anxiety if you have already been uh been suffering that for for a while you know um it's it's not it's not a shame to be to say okay i'm i'm not going to work on this anymore but in return i'll have as you said my sanity uh with me so mm-hmm. so definitely that's a that's yeah. a good point and i think that ties back a bit into some of the guilt mm-hmm. stuff I think there can be a bit more guilt when you quit for, you know, some of these, like, fluffy reasons, maybe, yeah, where it's not, definitely. like, there's some real impediment. You might feel a bit guiltier, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is about, like, recognizing that that sort of time management is really important. And long-term, I think it can help you also step back and then think about, like, once you're less stressed, right, think about where you really should be focusing your time uh, into improving yourself as a developer. Sometimes yeah. you get too much in the weeds and you can't see, you know, especially like the software engineering, you know, the the markets shift so quickly and the technologies move so quickly. Mm-hmm. You might also get stuck in some path and not realize, oh, you know, I'm missing out on this whole other thing over here that would be more valuable for me yeah. learning or improving my skills in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, once you've made the decision, uh, try to think, uh, try to try to think of uh the bright side of it uh instead of uh being uh drowned into the uh into the guilt uh would be would be a good mm-hmm. would be a good sort of root rule of thumb um cool yeah uh I guess we are we are pretty close to wrapping up so I'll I'll move on to the uh, I'll move on to the uh to the compile to the goal of this uh which I think we we've pretty much just done. Uh, it's trying to compile what we just talked about uh, in our main topic down to a, like a, a short list of essential points. Uh, but I think you know we've we've sort of summarized things along the way. But uh, we'll just do a quick uh, reiteration here um, to to sort of um, to sort of wrap things up. Uh, so since Bren- Brennan did that uh, first the last time, so I I think this episode I'll do it first. Um, so cool. cool uh, I've got many points. So one of the, one uh, the first point is when when you are um when there's a thought of quitting in your mind, uh it's it's very it's best to stop everything and reevaluate the whole situation to uh figure out uh what's the best way to do and um accept uh sometimes that things just things don't work out as you want them to. That's part of uh, that's part of uh, how think uh, how life is, and um, and trying to uh, 
think of the bright side of things once you've made the decision. Uh, don't and don't tr- uh, don't get too drawn out into the guilt of being, uh, or ha- of ha- like having to quit, uh, a project and instead trying to focus on what it brings to you, uh, in, in the positive sense of the word. Uh, that would be my short list, and uh, I don't. I think uh, did I did I uh, steal most of your points already? So I think you covered it pretty good. I really like your point about uh, you said before about time management. It really comes down to uh, managing your time um, to learn new skills and to do non technical mm-hmm. things, and um, using like you said, looking at the bright side to. Uh, get past the guilt and remembering that everyone is replaceable. Um, so you can, uh, leaving a project isn't the end of the world, uh, and moving past, you know, the guilt that's intrinsic with kind of having to give up on something can make it easier to start new things in the future. Yeah. And also, um, I want to hit on the replaceable point. Um, so I think a good way to look at it is um, everybody is impo- uh, is replaceable and also every project is replaceable. Like you can always be working on something else. So, um, you know, don't uh, feel like your career or your or your self-worth is, is dies with the project. It's definitely a lot like that. So uh, that's just something else uh, I want to throw in there. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, Okay, before we wrap up, we also have this cool little section uh, about pick and plug, which is something, you know, which is a place where uh, we want you to recommend something uh, to your guests, uh, uh, to, uh, sorry, to, to our audience, and, you know, that's just something you found out to be quite cool. It doesn't have to be technical, uh, and uh, we try to bring a little more, uh, more of a closer touch to our audience. So, John, do you have anything... Uh, that you found that's interesting that you want to recommend or do you have your own uh, website to plug or anything like that yeah I, I don't really have a website currently but something that we kind of hinted at earlier uh, I've, I was exploring a little bit with some serverless stuff mm-hmm. and it can be pretty cool um, to mess with one of my I, I was helping one of my friends move his little side project onto a serverless architecture and it was an interesting like I mentioned before uh sort of architectural problem, thinking about how to set up the different Lambda functions and mm. the different, you know, uh, serverless hosting mm-hmm. and all that and whatnot. Uh, and it's also kind of cool to see sort of from like a DevOps perspective. I think inside projects, it can be hard yeah. if you're trying to get a bit of a yeah. DevOps, DevOps experience. Um, a lot of... I felt that very painfully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like messing with serverless is kind of cool because you do get to do a lot of mm-hmm. DevOps stuff. Um, and it's been cool for him because he had his side project that wasn't really bringing in much revenue. So it was hard for him to motivate himself to continue to host it because it was getting a little bit of bit expensive oh, to host okay. it. So he was getting enough traffic that it was getting a little expensive to host, mm-hmm. but he wasn't getting any ad revenue because he hadn't been able to get that set up for whatever reason. Um, so we worked together to move it to serverless, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was really cool to see it cut his cost in 10. Um, so that was like, oh, wow. I oh, actually wow. kind of see the value of this. Oh, wow. Indeed. Um, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was also a fun project. So I think exploring that is kind of cool. I'm not sure it's going to be like some huge big thing, but 
I do see the value of it, and I think exploring it is useful. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, so definitely check out Silverless um, Architecture. I think the big ones are uh, uh, Amazon Lambda functions, right? Yeah, that's and, what you need to do. Uh, yeah, I think Google has this equivalent, which I don't know what it's called. Um, uh, and also, uh, I think I read a, a there's a node package for that as well, but I'm not quite sure if it if, uh, how that's going to uh, work in terms of hosting and actually getting published but there's a node um, uh, npm package called serverless so uh, definitely check that out as well if you're interested um, I have I have a, I actually have a nice pick this week um, I listened to the uh, the soundtrack on uh, uh, about the uh, 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 the greatest showman so the, the film uh, that came out this year um, I had not seen the film uh, but I listened to the soundtrack on Spotify and it was amazing. So if you have access to, to it um, or, or any sort of uh, musical uh, streaming service, definitely give that a shot. Uh, it's very uh, it's very upbeat and very inspiring. And um, I sometimes crack that up when I was coding and it turns out to be yeah. quite helpful. So it's so, good working music too. Yeah, so def- yeah, definitely uh, also for workout as well. Uh, when, you, when you have to like, really muscle down something and then you have that beat in your in your, in your years it's gonna be it's gonna <laughs> be a good boost uh so definitely check that out and uh, thank you very much john you've done very well uh as our second guest i i won't compare you with brandon but you, you know <laughs> i want to know both of you you know you're very dear to my heart and uh thank you very much for coming along and um hopefully we'll have you back again for for another topic at some point yeah, this is a cool idea. This is fun. Good luck uh, editing it. I Hopefully, Nicola done yeah. such a good job, you won't know, but I cut out like five times there, so have fun with yeah. that. <laughs> cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, oh, we'll see how that goes, but uh, yeah, some of, some of this will, will save us bloopers, so when you, when you, <laughs> get, when you get cut off, I, I try to narrate through some of it, so uh, yeah. we can save that, yeah, we can save that for bloopers. You'll hear me a few someday. times, just like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, that's the end of this week's uh, episode. If you have any suggestions and our, uh, any sort of comment to what we just talked about or you want to chime in, uh, feel free to tweet me uh, on Twitter. And also, um, if you have any topic you want to hear us discuss uh, or you have or you want to be a guest on this show, uh, definitely let me know. Uh, um, there's, no, there's no shortage of uh, guests to come along. Uh, at any point so thank you very much all for listening in and we'll see you in the next episode